Welcome to Cricket Ultras. This is Arun Sudaman podcasting from Hong Kong, joined in Singapore by a man who's a big fan of fake fielding. <laughs> Darren Burns, how are you doing? I love a fake field and we do it all the time in club cricket, don't we? From juniors all the way through, it's part of part of our part of what we do. It's part of the heritage of the game. It's part of the game, it is. It's it's such a travesty that the ICC brought in a rule to outlaw it. I think it's a bit weird, that rule. We will talk about that when we get to the Quinton de Kock section. Also, of course, on the podcast from here in Hong Kong is Toby Doman. Toby, how happy are you that DRS now includes the top of the bale? Bewildered, excited, but um, as, as laws... It sounds like they're going to feature heavily in this in this show. So, forty one point five point one. We'll talk about that and the top of the bale. Let's get stuck into that you know, meaty meaty stuff. Love it. When people wonder why cricket is not more popular than it is, do you ever think that the the various myriad and very complicated laws have something to do with it? Well, look, this is what the hundreds for, right? Just strip it all back, forget about the rules, <laughs> make it easy for people. I don't know. I quite like it. But... Re- re- remove the laws of the game from the hundred. I actually, I, I think that is, I mean, that's, a, I think it's a fair criticism of cricket. There's too, too many weird laws. Anyway, we have a lot to get through on today's show. There is a lot of cricket. There's a lot of legal stuff. And there is a the small matter of the IPL starting next week. But let's get started with our ultra reviews, uh, where we will try to run down all of the cricketing action from around the world in 15 minutes, hopefully less. Uh, let's start in India, where when we last left the interminable English tour of India, which seems to have been going on for about six months, uh, I think we'd completed the 20. 20- the T20s, India had won those. They then played three one-day internationals. India won that 2-1. It was a, a weird series, I thought, where England in general, I, f- I felt, played better cricket or at least more modern cricket. And yet India won the series. A real thriller in the third match. I actually stayed awake until the end. It was that thrilling. A real, a real final over cliffhanger where where Sam Curran almost got England over the line. But in the end, I think it was uh, the Indian bowling that was the difference between the two teams, particularly Shadul Thakur, but also Bhuvneshwar Kumar, who was uh, just brilliant. Um, So, Toby, starting with you, what what lessons for England from this uh, this one-day series? Well, I think, as you said, it's been an interminable tour. For, for England and we've got another England-India matchup in England to look forward to in a few months' time. So there's plenty more cricket between these two sides across multiple formats. But for this particular outing, um, I think England will be disappointed. I think from particularly looking back through the Test Series, I think they were outplayed and outgunned and outskilled. I think we talked about that last time we met uh, on the podcast. I think on the shorter format, they had higher hopes because going into particularly the one-day format, England are, you know, sort of top of, top of the tree, as it were, in, in terms of their record. But I think again, it, India showed that they've got the skills, particularly under the lights. And that match in Pune um, was nearly an incredible uh, win. Although I think it might have been undeserved. I think Sam Curran was the difference, really. But 
I think if you're looking looking through England's batting lineup throughout these two short form um, outings, so T20 and ODIs, I think Jason Roy hasn't quite fired. I think they don't know what to do with Ben Stokes. Is it, should he be bowling more? Is he higher up the the batting order? So there's some thinking around that. Um, and I think the rotation policy as well, which Chris Silverwood has doubled down on this week and said it's still the right thing to do, um, is causing unintended consequences and it's giving people a chance, of course. But I think it's it's causing issues in terms of consistency, um, as you'd expect. So it's a difficult one with COVID. I think people kind of get it. It has to happen. But I think some more question marks than answers, really, for him. And the one bright spot I did think was bowling of Adil Rashid, actually, was was pretty good. I think he quitted himself well. And a shout to Moeen as well for getting out Kohli. And I love it when Kohli's bowled and still has to look at the stumps as if it's not out and needs confirmation. <laughs> That it's out. So yeah, good it's stuff. done. Well, I think Moeen Ali is the only off spinner to bowl Virat Kohli twice in international cricket, to clean bowl him twice in international cricket. So I think it's just disbelief, isn't it? So England really clicked in the second one day where they chased down like 350 plus and Ben Stokes went berserk and, you know, everything seemed to go right. I didn't think India had enough runs on the board in the third one day, but Darren, how is Bhuvneshwar Kumar in a series where every team is is batting uh, and scoring 320, 330 plus? How does Bhuvneshwar Kumar return an economy rate of four and a half and he's he's taking you know a wicket every every fifteen runs or so? Uh, he's a good bowler. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Booby's back in form, isn't he? I think he's been out with some injuries. I think he's really fired up. He's bowling excellent lengths. He's swinging the ball both ways. If you watch him. He can get that ball to shape back in. He can get it straightened up and swing away. So he's a real handful. And I think that what I noticed that England was trying to do is really get through his spells, I think. Uh, we're trying to preserve their wickets because I think they were worried about his, you know, he's just a great bowler. He bowls at the stumps. He's always doing something with the ball, particularly up front. So his respect was given, I think. Yeah, it's it's great to see him back. Yeah, and full form too, right? Yeah, and, and you know, you hope his body can withstand the rigours of international Go cricket. Go the sunrises. Because he's had a lot... Yeah, indeed. Well, you know, he's such a critical player. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about in the IPO and, but he gets injured. And, and when that happens, it's, it's a real problem with him in the team, you know, with Jasper Bummer out, he's, he was such a critical yeah, he is. player for India. I thought, I think Shadow Thakur bowled well. I think India's bowling otherwise though was pretty ordinary. If you ask me, I think they, I thought Shadow has actually improved a bit. I was, I was pretty skeptical of Shadow when I first, when he first came onto the scene. I think he's, he's improved and he's a wicket taker. He reminds me a bit like of Kane Richardson, sort of late in the innings in middle. He can get, he can get, he can get those wickets, and often it seems unlikely. Yeah, he's got so many variations. I think he just—he's one of those players. He goes into the starting eleven for sports people, cricketers who just don't look like athletes at all, <laughs> right? And I think I think that's why often can people we, can are, we pick an eleven you know, of people who don't look like athletes? In, we'll do that in another, in another episode for, for cricketers easily. <laughs> I mean, you have Inzamar Mulhak, who's, who's the captain. And, um, you know, Rakim Cornwall has got to be in there. And there's some legends, Ramesh who's the, who's the guy from the Cayman Islands? I keep forgetting his name. No, do you mean Bermuda? Bermuda, sorry, yes. Le- Dwayne Leverock. Dwayne Le- I mean, I think it's with the part-time nations, it's a, it's kind of uh, understandable, acceptable. Uh, acceptable. I think when you have the big team, the big nations and... They still have some some players in there who who don't look like athletes at all. And and look, I'm sure Shadow Taku's bleep beep tests bleep test beep tests are really good. Uh, <laughs> beep test. I, don't, I don't want to cast any aspersions on his fitness, but 
he, he doesn't. Not that you already haven't. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't look like yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, uh, great stuff for Sam Curran. I'm, I, I remain a big fan of Sam Curran. I, I feel like he should play more cricket for England. Not a good series for his brother, though, Tom Curran. Tom seems um, to be falling, so, falling away you know, over the last like, little while, doesn't he, in white ball cricket? The last year or so. Yeah, it's almost like you can't have yeah, two good currents at the same time. Like There's, there's like a law, a law of currents. Um, I wonder how Ben Curran is getting on, um, because... You know, you you kind of wonder if he'll break through as well. I don't. <laughs> you don't. I guess okay. You, I guess you wonder. Okay. Well, don't you think it would be amazing if if all three currents, three currents, yeah, three currents in a team? It would be pretty cool. We'll we'll, we'll not make any ill advised puns. West Indies versus Sri Lanka. So what was this two draws in the Test series? Uh, apparently, this is the first time a two Test series has finished nil nil since 2015, and that was. Uh, like a, a a series where a lot of it was rained out. It's just so rare to see two draws in a row. I don't really, I must confess, I don't have a lot to say about this series other than Jason Holder. Yeah, just reading about Jason Holder. I mean, he he acquitted himself fantastically, I think, when the West Indies toured England last summer because of the whole COVID thing. And he sort of led the team and said, look, we'll come. We'll come and get the show on the road. I think he's been replaced uh, by Craig Brathwaite, um, 29, 28-year-old. And Holder did a great job to steady the ship because, he remember, he came in as Westerny's youngest ever captain. And his record was decent. I mean, you've got to remember the resources at West Indies disposal is, is not what it was maybe 25, 30 years ago, of course. But he'd still done a good job and he'd, he'd led you know, in, a, in, a, in the right way, in a good spirit, I guess. And it seemed a bit weird that... You know, okay, uh, Brathwaite took over for the Bangladesh uh, 2-0 win um, that they took to the subcontinent and seems to have, you know, been the man in possession, as they say. So he seems to have taken it, which seems a bit harsh on Holder because he didn't want to travel. Um, and I think um, Roger Harper, who's a chief selector in the West Indies, has just said, we're going to give it to Brathwaite. He's, you know, he's motivated the team in ways that we hadn't seen before. So maybe he's suggesting that Holder was... Bit low energy in terms of his uh, management style. I'm not sure. Well, he's he's gone very high energy with his sledging. I've seen <laughs> after <laughs> being does. like after being beloved, you know, really in the cricketing community. He, um, I don't know. I thought his 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 remarks to Dananjaya de Silva were unexpected. Let's say reminding him of the broken arm he suffered uh, in the West Indies a couple of years ago. Not not what I'd expect from Jason Holder. Sounds like Michael Clark. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. It was very Clark esque. Um, so this is the the new Jason Holder, maybe. Maybe it's always been the Jason Holder. We've never, never heard him before. Maybe, yeah, maybe unplugged Jason Holder. Is he still the ODI captain and the white ball captain? I think he is, right? I, I assume that he is. I thought it had all. Sh- Sorry, I th- actually thought he'd lost all of them, but I, I could be wrong. I thought Brathwaite is only test. Captain. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right. I suspect you are. Oh, it's uh, captain by Kieran, Kieran Pollard as captain, sorry. Oh, right. There we go. Polly. side, there we go. Good for Polly, him. Polly won a crack out. Uh, Craig Braithwaite did really well in this series, by the way. So that is good to see. And Nisanka for Sri Lanka, I think, came through with a century and fi- I think finally scored some runs. He, he, he's been having a really tough time in the top six. And I think he had the worst average of a top six batsman. For they a kept certain, the faith. certain number of, of matches. Well, they kept the faith. Did we talk about Kyle Kyle Mayers and Turan Ten not out in the first test? That was pretty impressive. That was against Bangladesh. 
Yes, against Bangladesh. Yeah, this is against Sri Lanka. Mm. So we did talk about Kalmeyers in a previous last time, didn't we? in a previous podcast. I'm confusing my series <laughs> as always. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, has he scored another double century? <laughs> this really happened. I'm just looking at the wrong article. <laughs> Kyle Mayers. <laughs> wow. Okay. Moving on then. He, um, switched, he switched teams. Yeah. Which series? All right. South Africa versus Pakistan. Well, so Pakistan lost yesterday. Pakistan scored 100. Yeah, incredible. And 93, you know, an amazing innings. Now, all the talk, of course, is about his dismissal. Quinton de Kock, quite clearly, I think, gesturing, motioning, as if the throw was coming in at the non-striker's end when the throw was coming in at the striker's end and he runs out, fuckers them up. Fuckers them appears to slow up, or at least he, he appears to just kind of think that the throw is coming in at the other end. Now, the ICC's brought in a new law Quite recently, uh, 41.5.1, it is unfair for any fielder willfully to attempt by word or action to distract, deceive, or obstruct either batsman after the striker has received the ball. And the suggestion here is that willfully he was distracted. And I think they've, they've more or less admitted it. The South African captain, Temba Bavuma, didn't deny it. Quinton de Kock had a, a good laugh about it on the field. So I don't know. I was a little surprised that I think the umpires just Maybe because it's a new law, they just didn't didn't call on it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, they had a chat about it afterwards, apparently, which seems a bit late after the fact, doesn't it? So we'll have a cup of tea and a chat about that particular incident, lads. Um, I think watching the video, um, you're right. I mean, the cop wasn't sort of overly serious about it. It kind of felt like, I'll see if I get away with it, and kind of did, and whoo, you know. And, and the batsman, as he sort of trotted off, he sort of waved his bat towards the floor and sort of slight frustration at himself. So I didn't feel like anybody was like having a go at each other for it. I think he sort of felt that he'd been duped maybe and could have done better. No. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not watching the ball, right, and you, you don't know where it's coming from and, you, and someone gesticulates in front of you, I mean, that, that shouldn't be the way you judge whether the ball's coming in or not, right? So, so, and he did slow down, like he slowed down a lot, right? He sort of, he was running and then he sort of jogged through because he assumed it was going to the, to the non-striker's end. So, I mean, you know, it sucks to get out that way, but, you know, he deserved it. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't think you can defend Fakhar Zaman for poor running. I mean, I think both things can be true, right? I think he he, he deserved to get out because he didn't complete the run. But also, I think Quinton de Kock is in contravention of this particular law. Yeah, I, I, I have a problem with the fake fielding law, to be honest. Yeah. So that, I mean, that is something you can discuss, whether whether it's a justified law or not. It's kind of stupid, right? You dive across the ball, it goes past you, you pretend you've got it. I mean, you've got to you've got to watch the ball anyway, right? So I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think you should be able to do that if you want to. And then it's up to the batsman to make a run or not, right? Yeah. I mean, unless it gets obstructive somehow, like like they get obstructive somehow, which I don't think that was. That was just basically a no. This was deceit, like a dummy. You know, in, in other sports, you can sort of fake to do something or whatever, and you don't have to do it, right? In in baseball yeah. and pitching, you could pretend to pitch and then sort of throw it sidearm to the first base or whatever. I mean, you don't have to go through with with the action. So I, I don't see what the issue is. I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I think it's crazy. I think this was... Um, Over-engineering. This was deceit, I yeah. think they would probably yeah. say, right? So that, and so on that basis... Deceit. 
It sounds so, I mean, you know, in rugby, when you throw a dummy pass right to somebody, that's deceit. You shouldn't be able to do that, right? Or you shouldn't be able to fake to step one way. I mean, I think it's nuts. It's over-engineering of the game. As you, as you rightly pointed out earlier, there's too many laws already and we're just over-engineering things, right? It's for, law 40, what is it? 41.5.1. <laughs> so it's not go. even a law. It's a big one. It's a sub-law. It's a big one. It's a sub-law. Yeah. Um, but Crazy. I can see why I can see why they brought it in because I think there are situations where uh, it is easy to deceive a batsman, um, and you know I can, I'm just thinking if it was an Indian or Australian batsman, this had happened to all hell would have broken loose. Really? Um, yeah, I think so. Sure. I think I think if it had been Virat Kohli, it would have been a very different. <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd we'd have a very different situation right now. I think it's. And it might be very hard for unfilled umpires to actually see that necessarily because they're, they're, you're running back from the stumps watching the watching the, the run line, right? So they might not even pick it up necessarily. So you'd have to go upstairs to the third umpire. Yeah, and we know how that goes. Okay, so anyway, so Pakistan won the first one day. South Africa's won the second one day. So the controversy uh, shouldn't take away from a very good South African batting performance. They put up 341, Temba Bavuma 92, Quinton de Kock 86. Um, there's like... Lots more matches to play in this series, like at least three more, I think. I don't know, one more ODI and four T20s, right? So that's that. Okay. It's time for the IPL, gentlemen. It's what we're all here for, isn't it? It's what we're all here for. I I will confess I am unreasonably excited about the IPL. But there's a cloud on the horizon, Darren. What do you make of all these COVID cases? The COVID cloud. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's it's wreaking havoc now, isn't it? There's at least uh, Dev Padigal is out, Akshar Patel is out from from some, some and their key players for their franchises. So I think this is going to be an, a constant issue as we go through the IPL this season. I mean, you know, COVID cases are still quite rampant in India. We've got you know thousands of thousands. Second of wave, cases. isn't it? Third wave, yeah. Uh, every, every day yeah. you have some states thinking about going into lockdown or severely restricted in Maharashtra state, for example. So, so I think it's going to be a constant battle and I think it'll be interesting to see how teams perform with their benches as well. Right. But, but I must say a lot of the Australian players went, I think only Josh, Haz- Josh Hazelwood pulled out. Uh, but I think they all went, um, yeah. chasing, chasing your mighty dollar and the IPO. You need glory. the money, man. Got to get that money. You know it. It's six cities, right? They've designated for yeah, the it's IPL. Pr- it's quite weird. Yeah, this year. I think nobody's really playing in their hometown, right? It's it's something like that. Uh, it's it's very strange. Oh, is is Mumbai not playing in Mumbai? I don't think Mumbai not? is playing. Right? There's no game scheduled uh, in Mumbai. I don't think. Oh, uh, so they all get they all get moved around. Actually, that is that's kind of fair, I suppose. So it's sort of trying to remove home advantage because some teams don't ha- won't like Chennai, for example, is not one of the grounds. That's or is it one of the grounds? Maybe, I can't remember, but Chennai is not playing in Chennai, so they, they don't get that home advantage. Um, yes, Mumbai looks like it's going to go into lockdown. They have Hyderabad as a reserve ground, apparently, but they may need more than one reserve ground. So we'll have to watch that. You know, the PSL was abandoned, effectively, yes. because of COVID, and I wouldn't say that's beyond the realms of possibility here. Yeah. So I think they're not going to have crowds for the first half, right? But, but the latter stages of tournaments, they, they might have crowds. But I think that's throwing another spanner in the works if you start having crowds as well, right? Given, the, given where we are with COVID in India. 
Yeah, indeed. Yes, we saw lots. I mean, in the the they had to remove the crowds in the India England series because they had sixty eight thousand, you know, people hugging each other in the stands. It was, it was, it was. There's a lot of hugging going on. It was all a bit too much. It's not really, you know, the time for that. I would suggest. Okay, let's get to the IPL previews. So we have got various teams we're each going to preview. Uh, so who wants to go first? Darren, I think if we're going to do it alphabetically, you get to start with last year's finalists finally came good. Delhi Capitals. After talking them up for many years, <clears throat> they finally came through for me. Well, they made the final anyway. I did do quite well. They did very well. They have a new captain this year. I think that the big issue for them now is losing Shreyas Iyer. Uh, he's had a shoulder injury. Uh, he's going to be out for the entire season. So they've handed over the reins to Rishabh Pant, who didn't have a great IPL. But I think we'd all agree he's emerged over the last six months or so as a, as a kind of more consistent player across all formats. I think he's had, a, he's had a pretty decent winter, I think you'd say. Pretty decent winter. And I'm ably coached by the legend Ricky Ponting, of course, the Delhi Capitals. So if we sort of break down what I think might be their kind of starting 11 and then maybe some of the other players that they have on the bench. So they've got Shikha Darwin up top and probably with Prithvi Shaw will open. I saw an article recently about Prithvi and Ricky Ponting saying that basically that he was very hard to coach, that Prithvi, when he's in bad form, doesn't like to go to the nets. He doesn't like to bat when he's in bad form. He just wants to bat in the nets when he's in good form. And Ricky didn't seem to agree with that. Yeah, I um, feel the same, actually. Yeah. I used to play with a Yorkshire guy and he said, I don't waste me runs in the net. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know, they've got some real stalwarts, haven't they? They've got, you know, Ajinka Rahane and Steve Smith. They picked up Steve Smith for, for a song um, this season. So they have, they have those two there in the order. They have Shimron Hetmeyer, the big hitting Shimron, Rishab Pant, Big Stoin. Marcus Stoinis did pretty well last year. There's rumours he might open the batting, but I would have thought they'll go with Darwin and Prithvi. Uh, Of course, he opens the batting in the Big Bash. He also opened a couple of times last year, I think, as Prithvi sort of fell away. Um, And they've got Ravi Ashwin, who's an absolute champion. Of course, Akshar Patel is out, so they'll probably play Amit Mishra, the veteran leggy. And of course, they have the speed machines of Kagisa Rabada and Enric Nautier, who did really well last season. They have the best new ball attack, I think, but both of them are going to be missing for at least the, the first few matches, apparently, because South Africa... Some of them, yeah. Yeah, so R- Rabada and Nortier have uh, international commitments. So th- I think that's a big issue, right? Rabada... I think they're coming over. I think they've, they've already left that tour of Pakistan. Oh, okay, right? I was just listening to another podcast, uh, please forgive me, um, where they said that... Um, How dare you... They said that both Rabada and Nortier will will miss a couple of games. Yeah, maybe it's are they going into quarantine early or something like that? Maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, I mean, they also, of course, they also have Ishan Sharma and Umesh Yadav too. Amazing. Um, so they have a really, I think they have a pretty strong team. I, I mean, obviously, Shreyash Iyer being out is a little bit of a question mark and how they respond to that. But I still think they've got a pretty strong team. Yeah, they do. Uh, Akshar Patel is a big loss. Yeah. Um, and I look, you know, pretty. They should be there or thereabouts. I think they can cover Shreyas Iyer more or less. But yeah, I actually think losing Rabada and Nortier, if they don't play enough, that's a real problem because Rabada is basically the most wickets, right? Every you know, yeah. top. And Nortier was really the the big find in terms of bowlers yeah. last year. So he really was. So, and they also have Chris Wokes and 
and Tommy Curran. Wokesy and Curran. Wokesy and, and Curran in the wings. So that they might get a game if those other guys are out up front. But um, Yeah. Good for them. All yeah, right. Sam Billings is a sort of guy in there that could be a bit of an unsung hero. But so so he's in there. So the squad is not bad. I mean, definitely Akshay Patel is a bit of a blow, but I imagine he'll come back after a couple of weeks if he's not not too serious with COVID. Good, they'll be there or thereabouts. We'll, we'll do predictions at the end. So we started this off on, on the on a, on a perfect note for Cricket Ultras when I suggested that D came after C in the alphabet, when in fact we should do Chennai Super Kings first um so i'll do them next and uh what is there to say about super kings they had their worst ever ipl season last year when they were they took on the nickname dad's army um they were both very old last year and very slow they had the second worst run rate in both the power plate and the middle overs and so what did they do to remedy that they picked up cheteshwar pujara in the IPL auction, he is the kind of guy you need, I suppose, when you want when you want to. I think he's going to do well. That's my my feeling. Detonate some sixes. I'm not convinced he's going to play, but okay. Now they did pick up Moeen Ali, uh, which I think was a smart selection, even though he's not exactly young. Uh, he's very good, and there's a suggestion he will go straight in at the top of the order. Well, that was his audition during the test series, wasn't it? Indeed. Where he smacked yeah. that what, 43 off 17 balls or something, just to remind everybody that he was there. Yeah, but he's also played very well for the Worcestershire Rapids in the sure. 2018 and 2019 seasons. Apparently, he has one of the best power play strike rates. Um, they have Rutaraj Gekwad, who performed very well last year for CSK. is one of their few bright spots. Sam Curran also had a very good campaign last year, yep. and I think he will play a lot. The rest of the team, though, I don't know. Suresh Raina is back after abandoning the team last year and being called out by N. Srinivasan. So could be some politics going on there. You know, Dhoni's valet returns to the fold. But, <laughs> but there's um, there's some friction. So watch out for that. Ambati Raidu hasn't played cricket in like three years or something. I'm not entirely sure. MS Dhoni hasn't played a lot of cricket. He's 38, 39. Uh, Ravindra Jadeja hasn't played any cricket since January. Uh, Dwayne Bravo has been bowling at the death for West Indies, so that's good. They've got Shadul Thakur, who's obviously going to be very important for them, and Deepak Chahar. And they have Imran Tahir, who's 45 years old or something. So I don't have high hopes. He's 41. He's not 45. 41 on the birth certificate, Darren. Faf had a great season last year. You've got no Faf. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to make the team. I, I, that's my... What do you mean? Well, he's an, he won't be in the starting eleven. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not convinced he'll be in the starting eleven because they can really? only yeah because they can only play four overseas players, right? And so they I know, but they're going to have to choose between Moeen, Sam Curran, Dwayne Bravo, Imran Tahir, and Faf Duplessis for five. They have to get five into four. Faf can only really bat at the top of the order, so then it comes down to either him or or Moeen most likely. And then if Moeen doesn't play at the top, then they end up having to drop either Sam Curran or Dwayne Bravo further down, which is possible. I think they might drop Bravo potentially because they've got Shardor Takor, right? They may, but that really Khan Sharma. Yeah, it leaves them a bit light on the bowling front. But so long going Giddy. He's yeah, he's there. Yeah, yeah, he's in the team. I mean, they have some good, decent. They have these good overseas players on the bench who never play. They have a couple of other players worth keeping an eye out for. By the way, Hari Shankaredi, who's a pace bowler from Andhra Pradesh, apparently knocked over Dhoni in the nets. So this is a, this is a huge 
thing. Although I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure it's, uh, it's that big a accomplishment these days. But he's someone to watch out for. Bowls very quick. Uh, and then there's a spin bowler, Sai Kishore, who is kind of considered, you know, one of India's better spin bowling talents. Um, but I think it's going to be a tough season. Uh, oh, and they've got Kay Gautam, of course, who just attracts a lot of money uh, and he's young. Uh, but I, I'm not convinced about them. So anyway, that's enough about Dad's army at CSK. Right, let's try and get this right with the alphabet. K is next. KKR, Kolkata Knight Riders. The best named team in the IPL, I would suggest. Yeah. Toby, over I to you. Love, these, are, these are my favourites, as you know, listeners to the podcast, Kolkata, are my team. Uh, there's no David Hasselhoff in the Knight Riders this year, sadly. Captain by Owen Morgan, handed the captain's armband by Dinesh Kartek, who led the side last year. Coached by Brendan Baz McCollum. And I've had a look into the shirt sponsors of all my teams this year. So these these guys are, are sponsored by Gentlemen's Underwear Kingpins Lux Cozy. So I think all of their all of their pants are basically made by Lux <laughs> Cozy. Um, uh, they failed, so the Night Riders failed to progress from the league stages um, and ended fifth last year. They've been twice champions, but it's been 2018 since they've managed to get through to the playoffs. Um, they have a sponsor. Uh, sorry, a mascot, sorry, called Hoog Lee, which is a, a Royal Bengal tiger. Um, FYI, the national animal of Bangladesh. Anyway, back to the players. Their main players, I think, are going to be Pat Cummins, who's a, a big splash in the, in the auction for Kolkata. And he, I'm looking forward to this, seeing him bowling in tandem with Lockie Ferguson, um, which I think is a, is a decent new ball pair. And they're well stocked in the spin department as well. 40 year old Harbajan, uh, seems to be, the senior spinner there in the spin department. But Kuldeep Yadav is also in the mix. Uh, Shubman Gill uh, is a standout. Uh, I'm sort of uh, someone I would like to see more of, of course. A lot of responsibility on his shoulders, though, for this batting lineup because I, th- I feel there might be a couple of players light. Uh, Big Dre Russell is back in action, too, for some middle-order firepower. But, yeah, I think I think the, the batting might be a little bit flaky compared to the bowling department in this, and I, I can't see them... Honestly, getting through to the playoffs again based on what we just said. Is Kuldeep Yadav actually going to play? I mean, he he bowled really poorly in last year's IPO and he bowled really poorly in uh, against England for India. And I feel really bad for him, but he does seem to have lost his way. Um, and if he if he doesn't bowl, is it a big miss? I think it... Well, I mean, how much bowling are you going to give Harbhajan at, at his age? I don't know. Um, I think you'd expect that he needs to be supporting... Harby a bit more. Um, so if he's not going to bowl, then it leaves a lot more responsibility for the, the pace attack, which is... Yeah. I would have thought Chakravati would be the or the frontline spinners, right? Yeah, KKR. I think so. Yeah. He's, he's really good. He is very good. Harbhajan can, can pitch in with some darts, can't he? Yeah. You know, these older spin bowlers do really well in the IPL. Look at Imran Tahir. Kenny. Yeah. Kenny bowlers. Just, yeah. You've got Shakib Al-Hassan, right? Oh. In there as well. Yeah. He's back. He's back. From the doghouse. Yeah. It's almost as if he's permanently banned and just kind of is occasionally, <laughs> occasionally he's unbanned and and plays plays a season of cricket here and there. Otherwise, he's he's suspended for something or another. Okay, wow, I think it's Mumbai Indians next. The Mumbai Indians have a very very strong chance to become the first team to win three IPLs in a row. 
uh, an IPL hat trick. They won, of course, the last two editions of the competition. I think we would agree they have the best top seven in the competition. Rohit Sharma, Quinton de Kock uh, as their opening pair. Uh, Rohit captaining, of course. Then they've got Ishan Kishan and Surya Kumariyadav at three and four, the uh, kind of two anchors, but who are in brilliant form. Karen Pollard, Hardik Pandya as the finishes at five and six, and then Krunal Pandya coming in at seven. So that they did not change that top seven. I think they played a, a number of consecutive matches without any changes last season. They're very settled. The bowling, so they have Trent Bolt with the new ball. They have Jasprit Bumrah with the old ball. Um, they brought in, they, they've lost James Pattinson, so they've brought in Adam Milne, who it is suggested will bat at number eight, either him or, or Nathan Coulter-Nile. Uh, I'm not really sure about either of those two players, but uh, certainly Adam Milne, seemed, the suggestions he, he he's primed for a good season. The only real question mark about Mumbai Indians, and it's not really a question mark, has been their spin bowling resources in recent years. Rahul Chahad has been their kind of key spinner, but they've brought in Piyush Chawla, who is exactly what we've been saying, and kind of older, crafty spinner. Uh, and and there's suggestions that he will slot in. So the core is intact. They have the best management team, the best captaincy. I think we'd agree they're the best run IPL franchise. Uh, you know they're, they're going to have a good season, I think. Oh, and just one more thing: they have uh, they've been scouting uh, this twenty-year-old left-arm fast bowler from South Africa, Marco Janssen. Marco Janssen, yeah, six foot eight, hasn't really done much. You know his his stats are not great, but um, Zahir, but he's six foot eight. He's six foot eight, yeah. But Z- that's what they like. Zahir Khan has been has been scouting him for two years, apparently. And then they uh, they finally brought him in in the last auction. So will he play? They've got another left-arm pace bowler by the name of Arjun Tendulkar. Will he play? This is the kind of drama you have to manufacture with <laughs> with Mumbai Indians these days. It's it's a very settled franchise. There's um, there's a lot to look forward to, I think, for Mumbai. Yeah, and I think they they like to have some of these experienced overseas players on the bench, right? So as you mentioned, there's you know this James Nisham there. There's Nathan Coulter-Nile, right? Chris Lynn. He's been there, done that. Chris Lynn. So they have these, sort of the core is really about the Indian players and then they have these supplemental sort of um, international players. Uh, I think they do really well with it. And Trent Boulder's in great form too with the white ball. So he's a, he's a great addition oh, up front there. I mean, with Bolt at the top and then Jasper Boomer at the death, uh, it doesn't get much is better. Is Boomer fit? He's fit. Is he going to play the first Yeah, game? he's, 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 the, I heard he's fit basically. Yeah. Uh, but, whether he'll play throughout, I don't know. He's 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 definitely had more injuries over the last couple of years than than previously, right? He's also just got married, so. <laughs> so what are you? Well, what are you saying? that that may he's got injuries and he's got married. I mean, no. <laughs> are you associating the two things together? It could help his performance. I wouldn't suggest otherwise. Um, can be a, you know, go out in the fields. It's your safe space, isn't it? Coaching staff, Mahela Jayawardene uh, will be will be there with his F-bombs. Zahir Khan, we've discussed, and Shane Bond. Um, so that's Mumbai Indians. All right, so next up, it's going to be the Punjab 
What are they called these days? Tell us, Toby. Punjab Kings, well, captained by the athletic Kale Rahul and coached by the sage Anil Kumble. And uh, their main ground is the PCA Stadium in Mahali, one of the smaller franchise grounds at 25,000. Maybe no one there this year, sadly. Uh, last year, they came sixth. Could do much better, I've got here in my notes. Their main shirt sponsor, Lotus Herbals. Make of that what you will. And on the playing staff, interesting mix, actually, they've got. Um, one guy I've got here to, to kind of keep a lookout for is a young Australian gentleman called Riley Meredith. Looks very rapid. Very strong. Didn't he attract a, a ton of money? Was that the guy who got yeah. loads of money in the auction? Big, big money. 24-year-old. He's got quite an upright chest on delivery. Very rapid. Looks strong. He's got a magnificent moustache for a 24-year-old as well. Um, Aussie Lockie Ferguson, I've also got here in my notes, question mark, uh, just just because of the, the tash. Um, uh, He's a Kiwi, right? Lockie Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, is, this, is Mr. Meredith the Aussie Lockie Ferguson because of their moustaches? Um, not not to do with performance. Yeah, so I thought you were suggesting Lockie Ferguson was no, Australian. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no way. No, we're not claiming no him. Way. Uh, yeah, Punjab Kings, I think, spent about two million US dollars on Jai Richardson, which is a big splash for them. Uh, one of the biggest spends across the auction. They've also got Chris Jordan, who's a canny operator. I think uh, had a decent series in India. I wouldn't say spectacular, but decent, and knows what he's doing. Uh, Mohamed Shami is back after injury in the Australia series, and I think he'll be wanting to uh, to put a good performance in, given the, the bowling strength in the Indian international side. This is a good platform for him to re-announce himself. Nicholas Puran, who I think is quality uh, batsman keeper, I'm not sure he will keep, given Rahul's um, glove work as well. That's interesting to see how that plays out, whether Puran gets a batting spot on batting alone. And uh, David Milan, uh, after his... T20 season ending on a, on a high as a sort of one of the highest rated players. Um, interestingly, this is his first IPL outing. And uh, if if social media uh, from the Punjab Kings is to be believed, he's going to have to do a lot better with his rather half-hearted thigh five celebration, which uh, uh, you'll have to check out yourself. Usually the domain is Shikha Darwin. David Milan seems to be doing it for himself. Not quite as good, I have to say. And a final word on Chris Gale, 41 years old, is back, loyal to the Punjab Kings since 2018. And just the list of his nicknames is superb. Obviously, Universe Boss, but The Boss, Gale Force, Gale Storm, World Boss, Master Storm, or my favourite, Six Machine. So there you go, he's back. <laughs> Chris Gale is all about loyalty. <laughs> They benched him for the first few games last season and they brought him back on and he actually did quite well in the second half of the of the IPL, right? Last season. Yeah, he's he's been doing well in some of these other tournaments as well, right? I think he had a good CPL. Punjab look really light to me. I don't know if you guys agree, but yes, I have cons- I have concerns about them. Yeah, I, I think things are going to have to go really well for everybody, if you know what I mean. I don't think they have this, you know, the bench strength to kind of, you know, Jai Richardson will have to bowl really well. You know, Rahul and Mayank will have to start the innings really well, and Gail. I mean, it, everything, everything has to go right, basically. Mohammed Shami will have to bowl. I don't know if you you spent much time on Ravi Bishnoi, uh, Toby. He's he's considered one of India's brightest uh, leg spinning prospects. I think he's he's done pretty well already, hasn't he? In he the, was good last season. Yes, very good in the IPL. Yeah, so so big things are expected of him. But yeah, they they look a little thin to me. But there's a lot of pressure on him as the, as, the, as the main spinner, right? So he's a young guy. 
uh, yes. 19 years old or 20 years old to be the main spinner in that team. Effectively, um, yeah. I mean, they have uh, Saxena, right? But he's not yeah, uh, but he's, not pulling up any trees. So. Yeah. All right. So from Punjab, we will move swiftly on south to the great city of Bangalore, where, Darren, you can tell us about Royal Challenges Bangalore and all the money they've spent. RCB, RCB. Yeah, they, they did spend a lot of money, didn't they? Particularly on Glenn Maxwell and Kyle Jamieson. And I'm guessing when they were watching Jamieson perform against Australia, they probably were not very happy with what they'd purchased. He was smashed around, I think, in the T20 and the one-day games. Um, but they like his height, right? He's a big, tall chap, very good test match player. But let's see. So we've got Glenn Maxwell and Kyle Jamieson as the big money splurges during the mini-auction. Of course, we have Deb Patagal, who had a great series in his first IPL last year. He's out with COVID for the you know at least a couple of weeks, you'd assume. So I think that kind of messes with their opening plans. So they've also got Josh Philippi. Oh, Josh Philippi, yeah. So Josh Philippi didn't have a great IPL last season, but they might give him a go, maybe opening the batting with Vrat Kohli. Or they could slot in Mohammed Azaruddin. Wikikeeper. Yeah, as Rudin, maybe an opener as well. So it's possible. And of course, then they've got the big guns. They've got A.B. de Villiers and Glenn Maxwell in that middle order engine room. If they, those, those guys can perform, they could score big runs. And then, of course, Washington Sundar, everyone's favorite player. He's going to be a, a shoe in Then you've got the Australian all-rounders, Dan Sams and Dan Christian, that might alternate. So Dan Christian is in really good form. Of course, he hits a long ball. He's a great finisher. He's also tight with the ball. Daniel Sams hasn't really produced in the IPL yet. So he, those two players are quite good because they, they both can finish out and close in innings strongly but, and also bowl some decent pace. Then I guess they're going to play Kyle Jamieson, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't play him up on his recent form. And then, of course, you've got some real guns there. You've got Navdeep Saini, Yuzvendra Shahal, and Mohamed Siraj. That's a pretty good bowling lineup. And I've also got Zamper on the bench. Ooh, Zamps. Yeah. Is, you know, I know you're a fan of Zamps Instagram or Zamstagram as he calls it. So they're not a bad side. You know, I think that Dev Padakal is a bit of a bit of a worry. I think they do have to sort out the opening. The, the rumor is that Virat Kohli will open the innings. Um, does he do that with Josh Philippi or Azarudin? Let's see. But I think they've got a pretty solid lineup. The bowling is quite good as well. And, and you know, you have to hope that De Villiers and Maxwell perform. Yeah, it's been the batting, hasn't it? Has always been the Achilles yeah. heel. I mean, you, you look you look at those top three. I mean, you've got Coley, De Villiers, Maxwell. You think for sure they, they you know, one of them's going to do well in each game, right? Yeah, but this is the thing with the IPL, isn't it? You think you can just put in a, like two or three big hitters and that's all you need. But then actually, when you look at the way the successful teams have constructed their batting order, it's not always that simple, right? You, you, there are... Sp- specific roles you have like the 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 power play the anchor and then the finishers right but i think if you get this right they get this right i mean obviously patagal throws a bit of a spanner in the works because i think he'd be good with coley to open i think they have a good top six top seven and those guys can all play a role and i think they've solved their bowling a little bit i think this is a much better bowling lineup than they've had before um because they've often been quite top heavy on like your to your point star batsmen and not really had the bowlers to close out innings uh, so I think that look, doesn't look too bad. Yeah. What about um, Finn Allen? He just hit a 29 ball 71, I believe, for um, for New Zealand. So he's yeah, like, the young Kiwi. he's the new Devon Conway. 
Yeah, he is new Devin Conway. Devin Conway hasn't even emerged, but he's the new one now for now. And so, yeah, he's on the bench too, so he might get a go as well. But you'd you struggle to say, you know, they might, he might replace Glenn Maxwell or De Villiers if they don't do well, for example, during the season. They, he might, they might sub him. I wouldn't have thought they'd start with him, though. Right. And finally, Glenn Maxwell, will, it, will this be his year? Because he's, he has struggled to deliver despite attracting tons and tons of money in the IPL. Yeah, I mean, he only had one really breakout season in Dubai years ago, didn't he? He hasn't really done it in India. So, you know, I think this is probably, if he doesn't do it this season, you'd think that he'd be struggling to get a club or get this huge, huge amount of money. But you never know. He seems to do it every year, right? And, and he had a pretty good BBL uh, in Australia. So let's see how he does. All right, let's go back up north uh, to Rajasthan Royals, otherwise known as Little England, Toby. I didn't know that, actually. That's a good, good little tidbit there. Rajasthan Royals, captained by Sanju Sanson, coached by Andrew McDonald. I had to look a bit, look up Andrew McDonald. Actually, he's a kind of journeyman Australian state coach. Leicestershire. He played, uh, did he play one test for Australia? I believe so. Andrew he's a coach. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good record. I, 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 I'm sorry to say I had not heard much about him, but yeah, he's, he looks like he, he knows what he's doing. Uh, the Royals, of course, were inaugural winners in 2008 under Warney have not come close since and they came eighth in last year's competition their shirt sponsors and they were, were interested in that red bull and kei electrical component powerhouses from the region they have a mascot it's a lion named muchu singh and why they were one of the biggest spenders of the auction snagging south africa's chris morris for a bargainous 2.3 million us dollars and the batting lineup i think looks explosive Joss Butler and Ben Stokes does talk about them opening, which would be quite interesting, opening the batting for the Royals. Uh, David Miller, um, compatriot of Chris Morris, uh, is also in the lineup. However, the bowling looks a little bit light for me. Um, Joffrey Archer is in, uh, in the team, although he's had a flare up of an injury which involved him dropping a fish tank in a bath. Uh, while he was in the UK and snagging a bit of glass in his finger. So that, that's likely that. story. Yeah, right. Yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> so he, he's he's got problems with his uh with his fish tank um so let's see if he actually plays because he's been a bit injury uh prone during the injury tour it's been a long tour for him as well andrew ty bit of a journeyman is also in the lineup and kuldeep yudav offer support in the bowling lineup but they i think are relying on their top order batting to get them out of dodge at the moment based on that yeah i think you're right there's another english player there isn't there i think there's more than three Convinced as a fourth. So there's Ben Stokes, Joss Butler, there's Stokes, Stokes Butler, Joffre Archer, Liam Livingston. That's the fourth English player. He's in good yeah. form, actually. He is. Yeah. I don't know what to make of Rajasthan Royals. I, I don't know. I, Me either. I mean, if you look at that bowling lineup, it looks. It does look, to your point, a bit light on, doesn't it? Even the batting, to be honest. Uh, again, like, a lot has to go right. Right. They've got Rahul Tawadia, who had a great season last year. Morris, Shreyas Gopal. Taggy, Andrew Ty, probably until Archer comes. Oh, Toby's going to have to go in three minutes. Well, that's fair enough. This, this podcast has it's definitely gone on for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's had enough. Um, yeah, I, I I don't have high hopes for RR. I think there'll be a lot of toing and froing as well. I think players coming in and out. So yeah, right. Last but by no means least, we go back down south. Uh, Sunrises Hyderabad. Sunrises Hyderabad, coached by 
Toby's favorite, Trevor Bayless. What, what did you? How did you describe him? Uh, Toby? I think it was a, a stump with a floppy hat hanging off the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they were the best. The best finishers been champions. They were third last season. I think they finished in the top four in the last five seasons. So they're always there or thereabouts. I, I like the look of this side. You know, they've got Rashid Khan. Obviously, he was a champion. A bowler, the, probably the best T Twenty player in the world. Uh, David Warner, obviously, he seems to do well every IPL. He scores above 500 runs, it seems, every IPL. And big Bhuvi Kumar is back and in form. And hopefully he, he gets through the season. They've got three absolute superstars there. They've also managed to get a few good bench players in, like Mujib Rahman, who I think is a gun. They've got Jason Holder there as well. Uh, so if you look at their probable starting 11, I think they'll go with probably David Warner will open, obviously, with, with Saha. They've got Kane Williamson, Manish Pandey, Priam Garg probably will be there. Abdul Samad, the big hitter, will be there. Jason Holder, Rashid Khan, Bhuvi, Sandeep Sharma, and Natarajan. So I think they've got a pretty balanced team. I kind of like the look of it. Um, they'll have most of their players too, I think, for the journey. So I think I think it looks like they could be quite a good team this year. And I, you know, obviously, top four again. I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought no, no space for Bairstow or Roy. You see them on the bench. I mean, I think Roy for sure won't won't play. You I think you're right. Be- Best is Bairstow arriving on time though. I think Bairstow is definitely going to be thereabouts. Bairstow, I think, is a good good shout, and he he will improve this team. I think Bairstow, if Bairstow can open with Warner, it's going to be great to watch as always. And he loves it. He loves being a Hyderabad. I think he's gone on the record as saying is it's like his favorite team to play for. Yeah, I think he just likes David Which Warner. I think he he that was kind of a sub tweet, wasn't it, at the England management? Um, but he feels valued and respected at Hyderabad. He's been been there a few years now, and uh, he, uh, he he just seems to have a settled role. Jason Roy, I'm not really sure. He's just yeah. yeah he's, I think they do have a bit of a problem with, with which four internationals do they play, right? So you know, it'd be brave person. It's a brave coach to sit out Kane Williamson for example right well it's his decision uh, isn't it Jason he'll Paul sit himself out I think he, he yeah. and he he's the kind of captain that would sit himself out isn't he no I think David Warner's the captain oh is he yeah oh yeah. sorry my, my mistake oh yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah you're right so so yeah I mean you know obviously you'd, you'd think that Bairstow would open sorry I should I shouldn't have said that with Saha before but yeah I mean do they fit in Kane Williamson and Jason Holder and Rashid Khan right they've got to work out you know four of those players at a time. So interesting. I think they've got a pretty belt. And Mitch Marsh is not pitching up, right? He's not playing. Yeah, what, what a Marsh. big loss that is for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I think that looks a pretty balanced squad to me. Yeah, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. All right, let's do predictions real quick before Toby drops off. Top four, Toby. Oh, God. I, I don't know about top four. I think the Indians will win again. I just hope the Calcutta Knight Riders are in that top four because they disappoint me every year. Yeah. Darren, top four. I think Mumbai Indians, Sunrisers, Hyderabad, Delhi Capitals. And then I'm going to say RCB. Yeah, you know, I might agree with you there. I think, okay, Mumbai Indians for sure. Uh, I think Delhi Capitals and Sunrisers will be there. And then I think it's down to RCB or KKR. Yeah, I think KKR, you're probably right. It's probably the fifth. I'm going to go with KKR. Yeah, make, make actually. Instead of RCB, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not sure about RCB again. And I think, I don't know, they just can't figure it out. Um, <laughs> you sound exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Already. The season hasn't even started yet. I can't believe you haven't included CSK. 
I learned from last year, I included them and they finished eighth. It was like they were trolling us with the way they played. It's, you know, <laughs> this whole, it's like they're playing this. 50 over cricket in a 20 over match, right? Yeah. We're going to take this game deep. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Into the final, yeah. into the 49th over. Yeah. Um, it's not pretty. I don't think it will get any prettier this year. I think there'll be some decent performances over there, but yeah, not expecting much. But who knows? So we get underway. Is it Mumbai that starts? It's so a Friday the 9th that kicks off. Yeah, Mumbai Indians and RCB. The 9th. Mumbai and RCB. Okay. Oh, that's in, time. that's in Chennai. All right. That'll be an interesting one. Okay. I think we're going to have to cut this podcast short because we've... Um, Overstayed our welcome. I think we have. Darren, very quickly, Australia's women, 22 victories in a row. It's a world record, 22 one-day wins in a row. One-day victories in a row. Yeah, and of course, the winning streak before was Ricky Ponting's 2003 World Cup winners. So it's tremendous stuff. It's great. I mean, Meg Lenning's team has been simply outstanding, and I think they seem to be pulling away from the rest of the rest of the world, which is, which is good and bad, I think, for the game in a way. Uh, and it's in sort of stark oppos- opposition to the Australian men in a way, which seem to be falling back down to earth quite substantially. So I noticed through Cricket Australia's promotion their website they're really playing up the women's game a lot more uh because they're doing so well and full credit to them i mean they they have all the bases covered they seem to be a league above most of the other teams that that they play against no matter where they are so i think you know full credit to them and it wouldn't be surprised if it goes on for quite a while yeah they look really good Me- um megan schutt and Alyssa healy uh are you know, in, in excellent form, at least Perry, Ashley Gardner. They just, exactly. Just... So they have, you know, somebody always stands up. So I think they were almost down and out. And then Ashley Gardner from nowhere sort of, you know, stood up and, and took the game away from New Zealand. So, I mean, those are the signs of champion teams where somebody stands up, you know, against the odds. And I think they seem to have those players at the moment in spades. So, yeah, great to watch. Yeah, well done. And well done to Matthew Mott, the coach, yes. who deserves some credit as well. A couple of other really minor things. We talked about the DRS tweaks. That was our that was supposed to be our ultra edge instalment. I don't know. Bowlers apparently are really happy about this, that the top of the bales is now included. I think it's great. I think it is good. And and I can see why they've kept umpire's call as well, despite Virat Kohli's protestations and his attempts to run uh, world cricket. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, you know, the technology isn't foolproof, so they, they kind of have to have umpire's call. And then finally, for Ultra Bad, I had, I don't know if you saw this, DLS, not DRS, DLS, Duckworth Lewis, Duckworth Lewis trauma uh, in a one day match between, oh gosh, who was it? New Zealand and Bangladesh. Mm. I mean, you can't, it's just unbelievable. It's so amateur. So New Zealand scored 173 for five. For nine deliveries, Bangladesh thought their target was 148. On the, on the Duckworth-Lewis method. And then, then it play was stopped for more than five minutes because they realised that 148 was the wrong target. Match referee Jeff Crow is, is working away and revises the target to 170. And then they revise it again to 171. That's weird, right? Isn't it just a, a formula you plug into? Like, shouldn't it be pretty transparent and easy to follow? follow? You would not? think. It's, it's, a black, I mean, it's a black box. Does anyone understand Duckworth Lewis method? I, I don't know, but I do think it's a bit tough on Bangladesh because, you know, for nine deliveries, they they thought they were chasing a different target, a substantially different target. Yes. Again, if that had been Australia or India or a bigger team, I suspect it would have been 
much a much more high profile thing than it was. Bangladesh did kind of complain a little bit, but I think they just gave up after a while. So there you go. Excellent. Thank you so much, Darren. I think we've uh, we've covered pretty much everything in the world of cricket today. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it. It's been a wide and sweeping discussion. We we left no stone unturned. And a rolling stone gathers no moss. (laughs) Also, and on that note, I'll see you on the next Cricket Ultras. Thank you all for listening.